I'm Katie Pickler, and with me as always is Court Winsett. Beedy, beedy, beedy. Are you Roadrunner? Oh man, y'all don't know that show? Buck Rogers? You don't know Buck Rogers? Oh, y'all are too old. You're too young for Buck <laughs> Rogers. There was a there was a little robot on Buck Rogers, and he would always he would always say something like "beedy beedy beep," and that, that's all, folks. That's I mean, you know. So I, my generation will get that reference, okay? <laughs> and there's the opening bell. <laughs> so we're a week away from Thanksgiving. <laughs> And that means getting everybody together. Yes, it getting does. Getting family together. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And what do you do when you get everybody together uh, at Thanksgiving? There's always talk around the table. There are certain subjects that you try to avoid. One of those being money. Money. Obviously. Politics, religion. Poly- <laughs> politics, religion. What is it you never talk about? Sex, politics, and religion. Can we say sex on this past, uh, on this episode? Well, okay. you just said it. I just said it. So <laughs> those are the things you don't talk about at, uh, at at Thanksgiving. That and money. And we are going to tell you today. We're going to talk about um, that that awkward conversation that could potentially come up at Thanksgiving that you really hate to have, where someone in your family asks you for a loan and what you should do. And that's going to be our episode topic for this week. Very, very obviously Thanksgiving centric. So we're gonna do a top five about Thanksgiving, aren't we? Uh, uh, no. no, we couldn't. We couldn't really come up with a with a good top five topic. That I was, mean, we could have gone through like the five things we both love about Thanksgiving, but y'all don't want to hear that. So no, we found this great article. Um, I think it came out in, like 2017, and we'll we'll link it um, in our show notes. But yeah. it's on Daily Break. Okay, and it was just kind of fun little conversations that you can talk about. I think the actual title said 12 safe topics to debate this Thanksgiving that won't result in tears, broken dishes, and 700 glasses of wine. Fantastic. Although I, I would probably have 700 glasses of wine whether I, whether or not the, the topic of conversation at the Thanksgiving dinner table was contentious because I, I, I like the wine. See, and that's where Thanksgiving is so much of everyone has their traditions. They mm. have what they do, but it's all very different. Like, yeah. You drink at your Thanksgiving. We don't drink at my Thanksgiving. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I, I honestly, I don't understand that. I don't understand that. Drink, well, it's drinking. Just, it's it's just it's part and parcel to to the whole thing. Wine, beer, whiskey, whatever. But if there, it, listen, Thanksgiving Day. Uh, w- if there's football on the television on any day, mm-hmm. then there's probably some alcohol involved uh, with at least somebody in my family. So we're going to go through these 12 debate topics and Court and I are kind of just going to quickly maybe shout out our answer, but uh, just put these down and uh, when you're getting in that awkward conversation with someone at the dinner table, then you can just randomly throw one of these out there. Change the subject as quickly as possible. If you hear something like from somebody and they're like, so I've I've got this really interesting business idea. Be like, danger, change the subject quickly. Start it up. Should a roll of toilet paper be hung over or under? Over. Hard over. Absolutely. 100%. See, and I'm the psychopath because I don't care. I just, as what long as there's toilet paper on there, you put it up there. puts the paper under? It's an, oh, it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's so obvious that it was meant to roll down. All you've got to do is roll and it, you pull it and it I roll. wish y'all could see a visual of course oh, right now. He Lord. was almost like petting the air. It's I like, am... I guess... Petting the toilet paper down the roll. <laughs> Rolling the roll of toilet pet, paper. Pet the free toilet paper. Okay. 
So, um, Titanic. Mm-hmm. Could could Jack Jack could have fit on the door with Rose, right? Yes. I mean, come on. Rose could have made it work. They could have balanced it out. They and could've. she she didn't do it though, and she just I'll never let go. Bloop. One of the I mean, you know, one of the worst decisions in Jack's life was probably getting her up on the door first. He should have gotten up there and then, and then helped her, her on. Yep. And, you know, everything would have been fine. But no, he helped her get up there because he was a gentleman and then she let him die. Yep. So, okay. good on you, Rose. Number three. Mm-hmm. So how do you pronounce the file type G-I-F? Is it a hard or a soft G? Is it GIF like peanut butter or is it GIF? Like a gift. Okay, well, I'm I'm strong on GIF because the G in GIF stands for graphic. It's a hard G, so I'm I'm all about GIF. But um, yeah, I think I've always said GIF too. Yeah, but I think it is one of those that I see it and I'm very uncomfortable about pronouncing it out loud because I don't want somebody to be like, ha ha, that's not how you say it. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, there's a phobia of that. Like I don't like pronouncing things if I'm not sure. So, Katie, <laughs> I've got this great business idea. Uh who does Archie end up with? Is, should it be Betty or Veronica? It's Betty. 100, 100% Betty. Oh, but Veronica. Uh, I'm just, I'm a Betty fan. I'm a Veronica fan. I'm, I mean, I, you know. See, these are how these, these great debate topics. You can keep them going. Okay, is a hamburger a sandwich? Yes, absolutely. 100%. Okay. There's no question about that. I mean, but a hamburger is a hamburger. It's a totally different category. No. You it's... want a sandwich. You're not going to be like, what kind of sandwich? A hamburger? What makes but it's a like hamburger in the South, hamburger? I want a Coke. It does not mean you want an actual Coke. It means you want a drink. Well, you know, some people say that. I, I have never called soft drinks Cokes, uh, like as a generic term. But I do know that that is something that people in the you South do. You are not do. one of us. But I, I, I mean, I'm born and raised here, but I've never called a soft drink a Coke. Okay. Uh, just as a generic label. Well, number six, uh, are banana bunches meant to be broken at the store or left intact? Until I read this list, I have to admit, it had never occurred to me to break apart a bunch of bananas at the store. I just always look for a <laughs> bunch that has the number that I want. I don't, I've never just like Sorry. split off a couple. That That seems like... It just seems like it's obviously against the rules. But I would I think like, it was against the rules, too. And I just pictured, I know I'm going back to Father of the Bride, but I just keep picturing Steve Martin in there. Well, I only need this many buns. Yeah. You feel like it's illegal. You're not supposed to break up the bunches of bananas. But I think there are some places that sell singles, Well, maybe? I mean, the bananas are not pre-weighed and pre-labeled. They weigh them at the checkout. Yeah, so you're so paying for you, the bunch. Yeah, you're, you're, you're paying for however much they weigh. So... I guess if you, I mean, they're still going to get their money for the, for however many you tore off. But then what if you tore off, what if there was a bunch of, uh, a banana bunch of, of, I don't know, three and you tear off two, but leave the other one there. Is that one just going to sit there and go bad because nobody just wants one banana? Or is somebody going to come along and be like, oh my gosh, it's there's a, a single banana. banana. Some, somebody with a heart will take that one banana home. Mm. It's going to happen. Okay. okay. Be, the, I know you have strong opinions about this one. From friends? Yeah. Who should Rachel have ended up with? Ross or Joey? I mean, is is uh, neither one an option? Are <laughs> no. we? So I mean, I, I guess that could be your debate is, you know, who's who? And it's. I think that's a hot topic, though. Yeah. I mean, okay, so... My thing is, it, it was clear that, that Ross and Rachel were lobsters, okay? They, they pretty much just, they, they, they were lobsters. They, they were each other's lobster. And Joey was just sort of a, I mean, his crush on Rachel was cute, but also, 
you know, it was never going to happen. It was just never going to happen. So I'm, I'm obviously in the Ross camp. <laughs> I'd go for Joey. <laughs> okay, tough. Who should narrate your life? Morgan Freeman or James Earl Jones? Mm, no, Morgan Freeman. I don't want Darth Vader narrating. Oh, life. James Earl Jones all the way. Mm, yeah, I just I feel like my life would be <laughs> never-endingly creepy if Darth Vader was constantly in the background going. Oh, I do tend to like the spooky things. So good. It works. <laughs> uh, Trekkies out there. Who is the best Star Trek captain? Well, I think, you know, interestingly enough... This is one time when I, I can't really uh, age out on you because um, I'm, I'm too young to really have experienced Kirk when, when he was originally on the air. Mm-hmm. Next Generation was the first Star Trek that I saw aired originally. You know, uh, I saw obviously I saw uh, repeats of Star Trek, the original series, when I was when I was young, but it had already aired and gone off the air by the time I was watching TV. So I'm, I'm kind of going to have to go with Picard. On this one. See, I throw a, I don't know. I'm not a Trekkie. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I didn't say I was a Trekkie. I'm not a Trekkie, but I mean, you know. Okay. Who is the best Batman of all time? I mean, I feel like we've had this debate before. I think we actually have had this debate before. So we'll <laughs> I mean, just They're all the... great in their individual way. And sure. I think that's where you have a whole rabbit hole of explaining their different, you know, what, what they brought to the table. Yeah, listen, I can even make an argument for Batfleck. I can argue for any of them. Bat so, <laughs> um, number, whoa, number 11, which is the best Marvel Chris? Hemsworth, Evans, or Pratt? One, two, three, Pratt. Evans. Oh. <laughs> and number 12, finally, what? Hey, Katie, I have a great business idea. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, what's the proper pronunciation for Pecan. It is pecan. Or pecan. It's not pecan pie. Pecan pie. It's pecan pie, of course. Come on. (laughs) So, again, we'll put that link in the show notes. But uh, those are just some fun little random topics to throw out when you're wanting to get your crazy Uncle Ed off the conversation of politics or when are you going to have kids or anything like that. Just be like, (laughs) oh, well, you know. Who's your favorite Batman? <laughs> Boom. And I mean, I think the more randomly you can throw it out there, somebody's get going down a road you don't want and you just suddenly burst out with, who's your favorite Batman? Just <laughs> just out of, out of the clear blue sky, just be like, Ross or Joey? <laughs> yeah. Right now, tell me, Ross or Joey? <laughs> and we would love, for, if you actually do this, for, to please... Give us oh some gosh, feedback. I want to Tell hear us the how stories. it goes. I want to hear the stories about this. This yeah. is fantastic. <laughs> Again, that article, if you want to read it, it's it's a lot more involved than what we just gave you. Uh, so if you want to read it, uh, we'll give you the link in our in our show notes. Um, but moving on, yeah. it's time for our, our newest segment. Lesson. Our newest segment, <laughs> Katie's history lesson. So we just found some fun facts about Thanksgiving. Um, you know, turkey wasn't always on the menu. The first Thanksgiving actually had like venison and duck and goose and oysters and lobsters and oh, eels and oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So uh, you know, lobster tur- for Thanksgiving. Mm, yeah. And uh, I didn't realize this, but Abe Lincoln was the one that actually made Thanksgiving a national holiday, and he did that in 1863. And it was because the lady that wrote Mary had a little lamb. Mm-hmm. She wrote Lincoln letters for 17 years about making Thanksgiving a holiday. So after, I guess that 17th letter, it worked. I just, I, you know, I've always <laughs> wondered, uh, 
here I'm showing I'm showing my ignorance on this subject a little bit, but uh, I so I've never I'm not familiar with farming at all. I did not grow up on a farm. I did not you know I'm a city boy all the way. Um, so I'm a little bit ignorant on this subject. But Thanksgiving started because they brought in the harvest, and so they had a huge feast where. They, they got together and, and celebrated that they had brought in the harvest. And so the whole point of Thanksgiving and celebrating Thanksgiving is you, you brought in the harvest, right? Mm-hmm. Don't you harvest way earlier than the last Thursday in, in November? I mean, doesn't that happen way sooner than that? Ah, these questions must be answered. Ladies and gentlemen, if you know, then get on our website and let us yeah. know what the answer to that Educate is. Educate us. <laughs> Uh, so I know we know about the pardoning of a turkey and um, yes. it, with the presidents, and it's kind of patchy on who actually uh, started this. Harry Truman has been credited with the first, um, but then actually it goes with JFK was the first to let a Thanksgiving turkey go. Nixon actually sent his turkey to a petting zoo, and then H.W. Bush uh, formalized the pardon in 1989. Hmm. So yeah, no, I didn't realize that it was that. I didn't realize it was that late in the in the going. Yeah. Um, so we talked about all this yummy. You know, you have yummy food. Yes, and you do. Do you know what the average calories consumed on Thanksgiving? This really makes you want to run a five k. Forty five hundred. <laughs> it doesn't four thousand five hundred calories. I mean. Consider again for me. Consider consider the fact. Oh, but you drink too. Yeah, so Let's add consider like the fact ten thousand calories. I, I think the forty five hundred calories has probably got to be including alcohol. I think on average, more families drink at Thanksgiving than not. I mean, I'm just guessing. Maybe we I'm need just to pull, put a poll up here. and see. <laughs> I mean, otherwise, these ridiculous conversations about money and politics and stuff wouldn't come up because people don't do that in. In unlickered up polite conversation. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Kind of the last little fun fact. Um, we all think about football on Thanksgiving. And it actually began in 1876 with a game between Yale and Princeton. That's 1876. And the first NFL game was actually played uh, on Thanksgiving. That started in 1920. That's... So since the Roaring Twenties, they have done the NFL Thanksgiving game. That's fantastic. I mean, as a Cowboys fan and, you know, having season tickets, that's the one game I can never go to because it's we battle it out and we do not want to upset mama. <laughs> Don't You do not upset my mom. So you nobody got- in the family goes to the Cowboys game on no, Thanksgiving Day. We, we, no, we would be very much in trouble. Oh. Well. And actually... I, you know, Thanksgiving is something you don't want to miss. And I actually was visiting a friend of mine in Australia and was there during Thanksgiving. Of course, they don't do Thanksgiving in Australia. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting pictures from my family of their, you know, awesome meal. And that was the day that I was having um, pumpkin lasagna. That's weird. But yeah, okay. It, it was like it crushed my soul. I think I've missed, I think in my life, I've missed maybe two Thanksgivings. I mean, uh, you don't miss that. It's yeah, a big deal. Yeah. Okay. So All right, we usually have the meat and potatoes, but today, turkey no and, and stuffing. Oh, turkey and stuffing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is the topic. We want to talk about when you have those awkward conversations about loaning money. And let's think about this. It, it's in the form of someone going, 
Hey, I've got this great business idea. I've got idea. this great business idea. <laughs> or I've got this guy that's got this thing and you should invest or, in it. Or, hey, I'm broke. I really need some money, mm-hmm. you know. Or, I mean, it could be any number of different ways that it's brought up. But, you know, family members ask family members for money and it can get awkward. And some people will do it without even thinking about it because, of course, it's family. But... You know, you really ought to think about it a little more than just, well, you're family, so here you go. Yeah. If you really are going to consider it a loan. Because if you're going to consider it a loan, you got to consider whether or not, you, you know, you're ever going to see that money again. If You've you're, got if, to if, weigh the whole picture and figure it out. Like, okay, number one, why does this person need this money? Right. You know, are they a trustworthy person? Is this the 50th time they've asked me? Have they paid me back before? Has another family member loaned them money? Like what? You got to look at the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Because I think you and I were talking earlier. If the bank isn't going to loan them money, why are you going to loan them money? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, seriously, consider the fact that, you know, we've talked to you ad nauseum about credit scores and the way that banks and credit card companies and other people like that decide whether or not to give someone credit. They have a very, very good system for determining whether someone is worth the risk of loaning them money. Mm-hmm. If they have chosen, if, if the person that is asking you for money is asking you for money because they can't get it from another source, there's probably a good reason for that. Yeah. It, this is not an emotional decision. This is a financial decision. Yeah. And it's so hard when it's a family member or a close friend that you get suckered into their story of why they need this money. Mm -hmm. And that's where you make it emotional. But then you need to step back and think, okay, hold on. Think about what are they asking you for? Really look at it and go, okay, let me mentally take a checklist. And I think where you separate it is you hear this story and you take a second to breathe and be like, hold on. Mm -hmm. Because we desensitize ourselves in it's one of those that when we go out to dinner with people, like I, I said before, like mm-hmm. one of my things is I hate the awkwardness when you go out to dinner with people and if you split appetizers, then I say, oh, I've got it. I'll pay it. And then if so- if somebody goes, oh, I'll Venmo you or I'll pay you back later. I, in my head, am like, I mean, if they pay me, great. But I am prepared that when I pick up that bill, I'm prepared to not get any money. Yeah. I'm yeah. prepared to know that. And so that's where... I think the biggest problem is, is that we expect people to pay us back. Yeah. And so if you are entering into an agreement, keyword agreement, because this isn't just a little court tells me that he's had a sad story. He's down on his luck. And I'm like, oh, well, how much do you need, buddy? Mm-hmm. And you tell me $10,000. And I'm like, oh, of course. I'm so sorry. Yes, here you go. Pay it back to wow, me when you can. You're super gen- generous. I yeah, I don't want to take care of you. I feel bad for you. But I think it's formalizing it. Absolutely. Okay, so listen, first of all, you have to consider, like, seriously, a lot of times when you're talking about a loan to a family member, you're not talking about just a fiver or a, a t- 10 spot or, a, you know, even a C note. That's, I mean. What's a C note? A $100 bill. Oh, okay. Uh, C note. You never heard that expression? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's uh, because Roman numerals, the C in Roman numerals stands for a hundred. So it's a C note. That's a nice little nugget. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Very cool. The more you know. (laughs) So what I was saying is, you know, for that kind of 
for for those small amounts of money. Mm-hmm. And not that a hundred dollars is a small amount of money. I mean, I don't I don't carry around a hundred dollar bills with yeah. me. So I mean, not that that's a small amount of money, but for that kind of money, you may just give it to them and be like, yeah, here you go, let me help you out. Yeah. But if you're talking about thousands of dollars, you've got to consider. And, you know, can you afford to, to make this loan? Can you afford, first of all, can you afford to, to give this as a gift? You know, can, can you afford to just give it away and be done with it and not ever see it again? Mm-hmm. Or are you counting on them repaying you this money? If you are counting on them repaying you this money, then it is a loan. And if you are g- making somebody a loan, then you need to document it. You need a written agreement Legal about... Agreement. Legal about how much has been borrowed, what is expected of returning it, and you know what are the consequences if it's not returned? What are the fees attached to it? Because the biggest thing that happens is, first off, the second a family member or friend asks you for money, they should internally know that they're putting you in a bad spot mm-hmm. because your relationship instantly changes the second that comes out of their mouth because now you have to make a decision. Do you tell them yes or no? And then once you tell them yes or no, then it affects it from there. If you say no, then they you, you're going to probably feel like they don't like you and they're mad at you. If you say yes, then you now have made yourself vulnerable. You've given this money. And if you have that expectation in your head, they're going to pay you back. It's going to start turning really awkward. I think about the Big Bang Theory episode with yeah. Kenny and Sheldon. Yes. That she's down on her luck and Sheldon's like, here, here, just take the money. And she's like, what, what? He's like, yeah, I've got another crazy can that's got full of money or something. But then you show he later. he doesn't spend any of his money. He doesn't. And he like, he, but the thing is Sheldon knew. Mm-hmm. He knew how much money he had. He knew he could afford to loan her the money. Yeah. But the thing is, it was kind of reversed where the person who lended, Sheldon, wasn't stressing out about it. But Penny, who borrowed the money, started stressing in the fact that she had ordered Chinese and is sitting there, and she felt like Sheldon was judging her because she hadn't paid him back, but she was spending money. And it's like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to take my Chinese and leave. Like, well, but you got to eat. You yeah, gotta you got to eat. eat. Listen, one of the <laughs> best things you can possibly do if you are loaning a friend or family money is have it in writing because then you can set up a scheduled payment plan. Mm-hmm. You can, it, you know... If you're just like waiting for them to pay you back 10 grand or 15 grand in lump sum, then you never know when that's going to happen. But if you have a document in writing with an interest rate where they are going to pay you back in installment payments, then they know that they are pay. They know that they are complying with your contract. So they're not going to feel bad if they haven't paid you the full amount back yet, because they know they have it in writing that they're not expected to pay you the full amount back yet. And then you've got a payment plan. You're also, you know, you're earning a little interest. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to be charging them an interest rate through the, through the roof. You know, I mean, you could sit there and say it's an interest free loan up until, you know, one year out. And then after the first year, there's no interest. After that, we'll start charging interest. And I think the thing is, is what this would do is it, it, you know, you may be listening going, that's crazy, but it formalizes it. It makes it more of a business deal, takes the emotion out of it. But also, it kind of helps weed it out if this person who wants to have the money, mm-hmm. they may hear this and go, oh, never mind. Sorry. Yeah. Because then it actually protects you. Yeah. But even with these contracts, if you were loaning money to someone, you really need to be prepared that you may not get it back. Yeah. And if you do get it back, it could be partial or it could be very, very slow. Yeah. 
And so do not give that money that you were planning on using for your vacation in six months or that you needed for, that was in your emergency fund. Right. Don't do it. Yeah. No, that's your emergency fund. Mm -hmm. And their emergency isn't your emergency. Their emergency is their own emergency. You have your own emergency fund for your emergencies, for that darn refrigerator that keeps going out. (laughs) Tell you what, guys, I don't know what I'm going to do about this. This refrigerator is killing me. Um, okay, but I, and also to, to sort of tack on to your point, another even an, another reason, like we said, you want to have it in writing. You want to have an agreement. You, listen, get some legal advice. Obviously, talk to a lawyer about it. A lawyer can draft a pretty simple loan document that would be legally enforceable. But here's the thing. Consider to yourself, I really can't afford to just give this money away. I need to get it paid back, even if it's only in installments. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, great. Then get an, you know, get some sort of installment get loan document. That's great. But consider also, when I say a document is legal in, legally enforceable, guess what you have to do to legally enforce that document? If they say, I can't pay you back and I'm not going to pay you back, then what do you have to do to get paid back? You've got to go to court. Yep. You've got to get. You've got to go to court and get a court to order them to pay you back. And Which even then, if, cost money. Yeah. And time. And then your relationship is really ruined with this person. And completely. even if the court does order you to pay, order them to pay you back, you can't get blood blood from a turnip. And so, if they just don't have the money, then all yeah. you can do is get an order from the court garnishing their wages. Garnish. Yeah. Because it's a food episode. So garnish, you get it? You get a court order garnishing their wages, or you can take that court order that says that they owe you this money, you can go file it with your your local register of deeds or your your courthouse, wherever they keep uh, property records. And then if they ever try and sell property, or if they're trying doing an, an exchange in property like that, it'll come up when, when a, a title company is doing a title search, it'll come up that there's an issue there that they owe you money. Oh. And, you know, you'll have to, that, that whoever owes you that money will have to clear it up before they can buy their house or sell their house or whatever it is. So there are ways to enforce it, but... It's the law. Court doesn't play. If you ask court to borrow money, uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's going to make sure he gets that money back. Well, I mean, I, I can't personally afford to loan somebody like, say, $16,000. And uh, yeah, you'll I'm notice. I'm not saying I can't either. <laughs> you'll notice that I upped that amount from we have been talking about like 10 and I said uh, 16. I did that for a very specific reason because I wanted that amount to be up above 15000 because... I think you know where I'm going with this. Uh, yeah. The gift tax. Gift tax, exactly. Okay, so um, one of the things you have to consider is if you give somebody $10,000, then you can give them $10,000 and there are no repercussions, at least as far as the uh, IRS is concerned. Okay. But if you give them 15001 then that gift becomes taxable and you, the giver, have to pay a gift tax. Mm. Okay, so I, I you know, you... You want to consider is is making like for instance if you're if if somebody's asking you for twenty thousand dollars, a loan might be a better option for you because then you can loan them the twenty thousand dollars and it is not a gift because you so you won't have to pay gift tax on that or sixteen thousand dollars even that you know anything above right now there is an exclusion for anything below fifteen thousand dollars so if you're paying if you're giving somebody above fifteen thousand dollars you got to consider the gift tax implications. So if you're loaning them $16,000 or $20,000, then you're you, then the gift tax, you don't have to worry about the gift tax. 
So there's a good reason. First of all, you'll get your money back if you have a loan agreement. But yeah. also, if it if you have a loan agreement, you can prove to the IRS or to whoever that it was a loan, that it was not a gift, and that you mm-hmm. do not owe taxes got on it. got that written down. Yep. But, you know, you still have to consider the fact that even with that document, like I said, it doesn't not guarantee that you're going to get that money back. So nope. three... Three golden rules, right? The three golden rules. What are the three golden rule rules? Rule one, make a policy of saying no. It's so hard. I mean, there was that whole Jim Carrey movie, The Yes Man. Yeah. But like, when it comes to this stuff, try and make your first reaction no. Yeah. Or at least like, let me think about it. Yeah, listen, I mean, you know, we've all, for instance, uh, people that, that panhandle, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, who hasn't said like, ah, I'm sorry, I don't have any cash. You know, yep. that, that's, that's, that's basically my response to anybody that asks me for money. Oh, They're yeah. like, Hey, can I have some money? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't have any cash. Well, Cause you know. it can be a slippery slope too, yeah. because then if you decide to loan money to one cousin and then the other cousin finds out about it, then that one wants it yeah. or a sibling or something like that. And you don't want to start that family. Family drama is already around. You don't want to add money issues to it. Yeah. So rule number one, make a policy of saying no. I guess we should give a disclaimer. Uh, neither I nor Katie personally have ever been approached by cousins or siblings or anything no, like not, that. No, we're not rounding anybody out. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're not we're, we're not calling out our own family. We're just, you know, we've heard stories. Yeah, we've heard I mean, I, I have had some friends in the past who've asked me for money. Mm. And, and it is really awkward when I have loaned them money and then ex- and I should have had the expectations that they weren't going to give it back. Yeah, yeah. But so that's rule number two. Try and help in other ways. So it's kind of, I think, back to, um, you know, when you've got those people that are begging for money or something mm-hmm. like that, there's a lot of people that will say, like, well, let me go in here and buy you a sandwich or let me buy you, yeah. you know, some water. Or I remember we were in college and we were outside one of the local bars and this lady came up to us and said, you know, she had a baby in the car, like she couldn't even afford diapers. And the girl who was with me says, well, let's follow me to Walmart. I will buy you diapers. And the lady didn't follow us. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's ways for you to try and help out with people. And so if somebody's asking you, like, see if there's other ways around it where you still feel good about helping them, but you're not having to put that awkward situation out there. Well, plus, you know, if you have a, a, a specific talent that is worth money mm-hmm. that you can provide them and you can you can give of your time rather than of your treasure, as, you know, as yeah. the saying goes. So, I mean, like, something like somebody needs $500, it's like, okay, well, come over and you know, do my yard work or laundry or something. So you're getting something out of it. Or, you know, hey, listen, Court, I've got this uh, great business idea. Uh, Can you help me out by giving me a loan? And be like, well, no, I don't have any money I can loan you or or give you, but I can certainly help you set the business up because Mm -hmm. I'm a lawyer and I know how to do that. So I can make some phone calls of people who might be able to be interested. Absolutely. And the, the rule number three, if you must lend, be smart. Yes. I think be smart. Be you. At the end of it, it's you can't blame anybody if that person doesn't pay you back. You're the one at fault because Mm -hmm. you agreed to do it and you should have had those expectations of knowing. Right. And that's why we say, you know, it's one of those really take a look at the whole picture, figure out what it's for. And when you give that money and you decide that's the right thing to do, know kind of in the back of your head that it probably will not come back to you. Now, there are the exceptions where you've got the, like, a lot of times I think that, you know, families will help out 
newlyweds on loaning down payments for their houses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's where you you would have those formal agreements and you'd have it set up. Or if some, like a parent's paid for a kid to go to law school and they agreed that when they got out and were had their career, they would start setting up paying them back for school. Right. Those are going to be this situations where you set up those formal agreements. But the biggest thing, if you do decide to loan you need to be honest to your spouse or whoever's in your family that is going to be affected by this money being out. <laughs> you don't need to let that come out drunkenly one night like, oh, yeah, well, the reason our savings account is drained is because I loaned Court $15,000. <laughs> and now he's sitting over there drinking booze, probably yes. with that $15,000 I gave him. <laughs> drinking booze, eating Chinese food. I'm crazy. I thought it was hot that. Cheetos that you liked. Uh, I, I, I do, I do. I was making a reference back to, because in the episode of Big Bang Theory, Penny was Oh yeah, the, the Chinese, Chinese food. food. Okay, yeah. I got okay. you. So, got you. <laughs> um, sorry if that wasn't clear. Well, and we're talking about specifically about money loaning, but there's also another kind of slippery slope that goes with this. And that's someone asking you to co-sign for you mm. on a car or on a house or any of that. And that's where you need to be careful too. Even if they're just like, oh yeah, yeah, I just, I just need you to co-sign on this because my credit score is bad and I promise I'm going to pay it. Well, your name's on that loan. So if they decide to not pay, you're in trouble. Yeah. I mean, really, if you think about it, co-signer is just Mm co-debtor. I mean, you're you're as obligated on that debt as the... So if you've ever heard the term co-signer, that makes it sound almost innocuous. It's not a real thing if you think about it. Uh, You know... You and your spouse, if you get a mortgage, you're technically co-signers, I guess, because you both signed the mortgage. But mm-hmm. guess what? That means you're both obligated to pay that mortgage back. If you're, it's not your spouse. If it's your your child or your brother or your, you know, cousin or whatever. Yeah. Co-signing that, that it's not co-signing. Yes, you're co-signing because you both signed the document. You know what your signature does? It legally obligates you to pay it back. Yeah. And if and you, that debt is going to be on your credit score, and so yeah, when you want to get absolutely. something else, well, what is this debt? Oh, that's for you know my nephew's car that I'm co-signing on. Well, that affects you to be able to get whatever you need to have a mm-hmm. loan out or something like that. Oh, but that's not really my debt. Well, guess what? Yeah, yes, it, it is. is. Yeah, your name's is. on it. I mean, and, and not only that, but consider this. If they default on that debt and they don't pay it, that means you're obligated to pay it. Mm-hmm. And you don't have any recourse against them. Nope. You, you didn't sign you an signed. agreement with them. You signed an agreement with the bank mm-hmm. or whatever. So your 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 agreement is with the bank. And the bank's going to come to you and be like, hey, you're going to have to pay this money back because he didn't. And you're going to be like, all you can do is basically go, you're a bad boy. Bad. Don't do that again. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, it it's all it can be a slippery slope. People who need help and need the money, you know, just just consider it. You got to think about it. Consider all your options. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make one last point because, I, and I know I'm contradicting myself here, but I'm going to make one last point, and then we're going to go into our bullseye. Okay. Uh, I know earlier I said, you know, maybe a dollar, five dollars, that's no big deal, or maybe even a C note, it's no big deal. You lo- you just give them that or whatever. Hundred dollars is a lot of money. If you are giving even small amounts of money, if you're if you're think that you're loaning it to them and they're gonna Venmo you the 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 money back or something, that's that's still that's still an obligation and yeah. that still sets a different tone to the relationship. So you have to be careful even with those small amounts 
you have to be careful with your expectations, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Well, and that's, I mean, you triggered something in my memory. Like, I do throw a lot of bachelorette parties and bridal showers. And, like, the biggest thing with that is, of course, you need to book whatever you're booking. You need to Mm -hmm. book the vacation. You need to do this. And I think even when friends travel together, someone takes on the big hit of the large amount. And then we're just expecting everybody to pay what it is. And you've got to have that expectation, like, you may, my husband and I were talking about this. I would sit there and say, oh, well, this is how much it is. And he's like, well, but you need to make sure you add in there the taxes and you need to make sure you add this in there. And I'm like, well, I just assume people will like, will round it up. And he's like, no, mm-hmm. make it the whole dollar. Just send it like that. Cause you know, you've got it on your card. You need to split it completely down yeah. the middle. And that's where it's hard of knowing to do that, but also expecting them you're opening yourself up. And so I know every time I do that to make it easier instead of waiting for all the money to trickle in, that I am taking that gamble that someone will not pay me back or on road trips when everyone's supposed to chip in for gas and how conveniently some of these people must find the cheapest gas on the planet because they have, you know, give you $10 for a road trip to Florida. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what kind of gas does that get you? I get, ladies and gentlemen, this feels like a real situation to me. <laughs> Suddenly, I feel like we've gone down the road of uh, do you, do you, salty, Katie. <laughs> well, if you're heading to Florida, you look saltier. <laughs> Isn't it salt life or something like that? Yeah. So, no, I, there, there is just many different ways. And I think now, even more so with the Venmo and all yeah. of that, that there are a lot of situations where people pay for stuff and then expect people to pay them back. Mm -hmm. And it's just, even when it's those small things like that, you need to have that expectation that you might not get that money back. Well, how do we sum this up, Katie? What's, I mean, bullseye. Okay. So my bullseye loaning people that are friends or family money, Mm -hmm. manage your expectations. That, I mean, that's the bottom line key because if you think it's a loan, but you don't spell that out explicitly, then there's a very good chance that you're going to be very, very disappointed when you don't get that money back. Uh, So manage your expectations. If it's a loan, document it. If it's a gift, say goodbye to that money on the front (laughs) end and just be okay with that. Great. So uh, my bullseye, I mean, it's what you said. It's remember those golden rules. Make a policy of saying no. Try to help in other ways. If you must lend, be smart. Have that self-awareness to know. And if you've got to, if they're coming to you, then set those expectations with them. Set that contract and you're going to make the right decision through that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, yes, make sure you manage your expectations for sure. And, of course, don't forget all of the great little random talking points when these conversations do show up. So... Uh, Katie, we, we have I've a got joke a great about, business idea. Yeah, we have a comment around here that Court randomly, when he doesn't like what we're all talking about, he'll ninja out. He'll just like <laughs> disappear. So these different topics are kind of like your way of ninja and out of it. It's like, oh, I've got this great business idea. Oh, yeah, I really need some money for this. Ninja. Well, who's your favorite Batman? Smoke bomb. Boom. <laughs> so I think that's pretty much sums it up. That sums it up. <laughs> There's the closing bell. Ladies and gentlemen, you have made it to the end of yet another Bullcast podcast. Do you feel proud of yourself? Because we're proud of you. 24. Hope you've really enjoyed what you've heard so far. If this is uh, if this is your first podcast with us, then please feel free to go to your favorite subscription service and subscribe. 
Also, leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. We're happy to take some Let feedback. Let us know about those uh, conversation pieces. Yeah, absolutely. If you if you give any of these conversation changers a, a try at Thanksgiving, let us know what the result is. We want to hear about that. Um, also, if you would like to talk to us more than just leaving a comment on some subscription service, you can go to our website. That's www.bullcastpodcast.com. You can comment there. You can give us a suggestion for a topic if there's something you want us to cover. Or you can find out a little bit about me and Katie. Um, we also have uh, the, the picture thing with the Instagrams and the, the photos. So we have the Instagram handle. Our, uh, our handle is at Bullcast Podcast. Uh, you can check us out there. And then if you want to reach out to us on Twitter, we also do the tweets with the Twitters. Um, and uh, that handle is at Bullcast Podcast. Finally, if you want to find out a whole lot of information about us and what we do and where we work, we work for a place called Pickler Wealth Advisors. And you can check out our website, picklerwealthadvisors.com. That's advisors with an O, not an E. If you want to find out more about us, more about our team, about our financial philosophy, about our a great boss, it's all there. PicklerWealthAdvisors.com. So, I've given you a ton of homework. You got a lot to do. I feel like I've given you enough to be going on with. So, for now, I'm Court. I'm Katie. And we out of here.